Hello you, welcome back to Actors Making It. This week I have a conversation with a beautiful friend of mine, Samantha Camilleri. Discovering drama in high school, Samantha quickly found the passion and has been working hard for many years to forge a career in the arts. Though with acting not being considered a real job, following a degree in theatre, she still completed a teaching degree as a backup. Seven years post-university and with family members asking, why are you still trying? Samantha has now written, produced and starred in her first short film. Today's episode, I think, is a great reminder that it takes a lot of resilience and a lot of perseverance to achieve your goals, especially in this industry. Although, I mean, that's really something that you should just keep in mind for life. If you do enjoy today's episode, please feel free to give me a, to give it a review. That would be fantastic. I'd be very grateful. Hopefully you enjoy it, and we see you again next week. Have a great day. Yay! Over the last couple of years, self-tapes have become the thing. And you know what else has become the thing? Trying to find a reader. Especially during lockdowns, it's not that easy. But you know what? There is a really cool platform called We Audition that you can use. It is a video chat community where you can audition, self-tape, rehearse, and get industry advice from actors all over the world. You can find a scene partner to self-tape. You can earn money as a reader for other actors, which frankly I have been doing over the last couple of weeks. I've basically paid my membership back for the for two years already. You can audition, you can take generals on video chat, and you can get advice, as I said, from industry professionals. With the Actors Making It promo code, Making It, you can get 25% off your membership. You can either pay by the month or get a further discount by paying for a year's membership. You can go to www.weaudition.com and use the promo code, Making It, to get 25% off. Yeah. Here we are. So I'm seeing on screen to having a little uh, group of friends on Facebook that we chat yeah. to regularly, which is really nice, supporting each other. Um, so look, I guess all I really want to do is kind of learn a little bit more about you and mm-hmm. your acting journey over the last few years. So let's go back to the very beginning. Uh, how long have you known that you wanted to be in this space or be an actor? Um, it's been a very long time. Um, I think when I was in high school, well, I know in primary school, I thought about it, but then when you watch TV, you kind of think that's unattainable. So, well, I did anyway from where I live. And then as I got into high school, and then a few people mentioned, oh, you should really do drama. And again, I thought, no, I can't do that. And I eventually said, okay, I'm going to pick it as an elective. So I did, and I really enjoyed it. And... I went really, well, I went really well, I thought. <laughs> so I went to uni and then I guess I've just kind of kept at it. Okay. People do question and go, why are you still at it? But I just, you just keep keep going at it for well, some reason. So. Okay, well, there's a couple of things there. So I'll, first thing I'll touch on is what was it about, I guess, watching people on TV that you thought, well, that's unattainable? Oh, I think it was just location. I think... When, I don't know, you know, when you're younger, you kind of are just thinking, this is your world. Right. And that's a completely different world. However, really, where I grew up, 
Home and Away and other films were really just filming like half an hour down the road. Yeah. Like, so, because it's a completely different world to the city. So it wasn't that unattainable. It was probably just my lack of knowledge, being in primary school, being in high school, not knowing what was available. And I guess now with, you know, technology and everything, people can see what is filming just sure. down the road, what's filming here or what auditions are available. Whereas when I was growing up, it was more, this is your world. Right. So, okay. So then <clears throat> you were obviously thinking about it for a long time. I mean, I, similar for me, I did performing and whatever in primary school and then drama in high school and mm -hmm. um, applied to an acting school and got into that and did all that kind of stuff. But so from there into choosing it as an elective in university? I majored in theatre studies. Okay. So I focused on theatre studies and um, English lit. I then moved on to teaching as well. Okay. So I thought I would do that and then work on um, getting a teaching degree. So at least it had some sort of importance. And then um, I- Because you know, being an actor isn't a real job. Yeah, right? well, a few people say that, don't they? It's more about me, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, And I also did stage managing in between that as well. Cool. So finding other avenues to support the acting was important for me, um, just so I'm still able to do my community theatre, because a lot of the work I was doing at the beginning was more community theatre. So being able to do stage managing and other avenues within um, the theatre industry was important because at least I could get paid in some way. Okay. So how long ago was university? I graduated 2009 okay. with my Bachelor of Arts and then 2014 for my teaching degree. Okay, so... Years in between. <clears throat> so that's obviously... You know, we're about to, we're about to go into 2021 mm -hmm. so that's a good six or seven years since yeah. you've done that and now <clears throat> you know for people to be saying why are you still mm -hmm. chasing this dream is <laughs> I think I think it's really common when yes. you're trying to make it and I think um, so many people don't really appreciate that it, mm -hmm. that it actually takes that amount of time mm -hmm. to get anywhere or, or, or to get somewhere. Um, I think, no, I can't remember, I think it's Margot Robbie yeah. that made a comment, was it, well, either she made a comment or somebody made a comment, um, because when she first started making it, there was something that it was like, overnight success, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, yeah, either she, was it she? Yeah, yeah, she said, well, what you didn't see was the 10 years of hard graft mm -hmm. before this for me to become an overnight yeah, sensation, I, mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, that's the reality of trying to make it. And it was her and her manager. They, had a, they were having a plan. So when she was on Neighbours, there was all these plans. I don't know, you read these quotes, who knows if they're true or not. But there was always these little ticks of, I'm working on this, I'm working on this. And I think that's for everybody. Yeah. You're always <clears> constantly <throat> working on something to especially during COVID there was always something you could work on if it wasn't being in the classroom you could work on your accent you could work on um your profiles you could work on reading plays or watching plays online or yeah. watching films so there's always something you could do if um if you had the means to do it i know yeah. a lot of people have different situations happening so only if you had the means to do it there was things you could do yeah sure so you're, you work a lot. I mean, <laughs> not a little bit, like outside of acting, you work a lot. Like mm -hmm. 
to support the amount of um, effort that you personally go through in your life to work, earn money and save, but also still really invest a lot in creation is, is insane. Um, we had, I had Amelia on the podcast last week and Kat the week before, and both of them have, well, Amelia specifically has kind of, she stepped away from all work that is not in a creative field. And Kat made a point of getting a job in the creative, in the creative field so that she's still working in that space. But, but you're, you're, you're not in that. So tell, tell me about how you're funding your kind of dream at the moment. Um, so, oh, I'd love to hear what they have to say. Okay. <laughs> I think that's where I'm at at the moment, trying to like forget everything else and just focus on performing or focus on just the arts industry. Uh, so as I said, I already um, studied teaching. So I teach and I think it's important to still learn whether whatever field it's in. So I can teach drama. And so I've done like freelance um, teaching after school, creative like programs um, for students. Um, otherwise I do work in a secondary school. I also work in hospitality. <laughs> so I've worked in hospitality. Age old years. job of an actor is yeah, hospitality. So, oh look, and some of the skills do come in handy. You need to be able to serve up drinks really, really fast or look, let's be honest, not a lot of it comes in handy. But <laughs> <laughs> a bit of it does come in handy. Um, I've got to wear my apron a few times in a few short films, so I've got that. Um, yeah, I have been, this is where I think I'm at at the moment, where I have been looking and I have been maybe spreading myself too thinly okay. across other, um, other walks of life, where maybe it is, and I feel like I am up to that now, where I can sort of let go of a few other things and start just to focus on the industry only. So I did start this year to produce. So then that was getting another skill set under, like in my tool belt, so I could still focus on um, like within the industry as well. Um, yeah, I think all I've known is really work, 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 yeah. support yourself, support yourself. So when you do, you know, get a get a film, or you do get something where, or a theatre. I think because I've done a lot of theatre, it's always quickly support yourself. So then, when it does come up to um, those weeks where you're going to have to perform on your Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sundays, and you're not going to be able to work, you've got that little money bank yeah. there already to go, so you don't feel as stressed. And and in some ways, well, for me, it's it's easy money. So if I've already worked. In hospitality I'm going on like 14 years like this next year it's just easy money where I know what I'm doing I can do that whereas yeah even teaching I can go there I've done that for so long now where I just know what I'm doing whereas producing now it's okay going back to basics okay let me go read about this let me go do this it's a lot of like a lot of things I do sometimes if I'm trying to write something or I'm reading something like, oh, I wish I could get paid just to read all these plays or write this <laughs> or learn about this because this is what I want to do. Yeah. But in order to survive or to save, I need to do these other things. And those are things I've already known. So I kind of hold on to those things and then, yeah, save up and do that instead. Sure. So, 
Okay. Yeah. Do you feel like you've had to um, sacrifice a lot for the, for this dream of painting? I don't know about sacrificing because if I wanted to stop, I could just stop. Because so many people go, why do you keep doing it? Well, why? Like, isn't it time? Isn't it time? But I guess this is something about creating or storytelling that has just kept me, kept me in the the game, I guess, a little bit longer. So, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think I just keep going back for more for some reason. So, and yet I always, you always like stop and think, maybe, but then something comes up and then you just go, oh, I can't do that. Yeah. And so you keep going back into it and you go, it's fine. I can, even if it's, you know, community theatre or something like that, you just go, yeah, I can do that. Cause I want to do that. So in order for me to do that, I'm going to do this to say for that to do this. So, but yeah, it would be yeah, really great not to do it's everything like a, else. It's like a lot of work that you, and a lot of effort or a lot of mm. pressure you put on yourself. Um, and what is it, do you think about acting that keeps you coming back? The, the, I mean, you know, you kind of, mm. you just said there that every now and then you have that feeling of like, should I? And then something comes along. So yeah. what is it that keeps you kind of hooked? I think it's just the stories. And it's okay. about creating relationships on screen. I love watching relationships. And I think when something, you can watch something and then it just unravels something within you. You just go, oh, and you feel a part of it. And for me, I'm, like, I'm always like, when I watch something like that, I want to be a part of it for somebody else. So I think it's just it, when you are inspired by something else, it makes you want to, or makes me want to do it anyway. Okay. So every time, or if I don't see a story that's out there that I want to see, I'll create something. Sure. It might not go all the way. It might only be half written still. <laughs> but yeah, that, I think that's, yeah, I just want to see what I want to see on TV. Sure. So, film. so it's kind of like the ability to affect someone is yeah. what keeps you coming mm. back. Do you feel that with the, I'll take that back a step, mm. over the last however many years that you've been working, mm. tell me a little bit about the type, how much work you've done, whether it's theatre, film, etc., and mm. how much of that and how much of that content or story was something that affected you and moved you and how much of that was like was like okay well I'm doing this because it's a gig yeah I would say predominantly theatre is what I've um, done and that's where I started off so when I was studying it was theatre high school it was really just theatre there was no um, film and you're able to create film like they can like within school now the subjects that you can do everything has always been sort of theatre so I've always gone back to theatre even when I'm still studying when I went to New York it was the everything's kind of just been theatre so predominantly it'd be community theatre my goal at the moment would be to tap into um, the indie theatre scene um, within Sydney or um, elsewhere if that proves um, successful as well. Yep. Otherwise, film is where 
I would say maybe the last five, six years, I've started to um, tap into film. So uh, TVCs, um, I've gone for some callbacks um, for a couple of TV shows. I um, Short films, I've done um, a few of those. Um, features I'd love to do. <laughs> oh, weren't we all? Yeah, so. <clears throat> so with, with, if you think about, I guess that if, if what keeps you coming back is the story and the ability to affect people, of all of that, I mean, you, it sounds like you've done quite a lot over the last 10 years. Do you feel that every story that you've had the, I guess, luxury that mm -hmm. everything that you've worked on is a story that you feel is something that will affect people? Or is it, you know, some of those just like, okay, well, this is an opportunity to act, so I'm mm -hmm. going to do it. There are some where you <laughs> just, you, you do it just to, even if it's just to network, even like there are some things I've definitely said no to because I know when I um, studied at one school, um, the teacher did tell me not to say yes to everything. So you do, you do let go of things and that's okay to let go. So there are definitely things that, and I feel, and I think that's more as you get older, you have that confidence to say no, where I'll read the script and then I'll say, either yes or no from reading it. Whereas I guess when I first started, especially in film, yes, yes, I'll do that. And yeah. then when you start to, um, when you, you know, you get on set and you're like, okay, maybe this wasn't worth my time or you don't get the content. Yeah. And then you kind of go, okay, that was really a waste of time. <coughs> However, I also feel you kind of learn from everything. Yeah, so definitely. is it a waste of time or is it, you might not have got, what you wanted out of it or what you um, you aim to get out of it, but you still get little things, I think, out of it. Sure. So whether it is yeah, networking with somebody or learning something more about the camera or learning um, something more about lighting or sound, I especially agree with that because, um, especially now with self-taping, I wouldn't have known as much as I know now about self-taping if I hadn't been on set as much as I um, have had the opportunity to, but also the confidence on using um, the different pieces and um, yeah, being able to <coughs> access. Yeah. But I think it also comes from talking with people as yeah, well sure. on set. So I think not just being, and I've noticed especially in my last few um, projects, looking at the looking at the equipment that they have, asking questions, and people are really. Um, really happy to chat to you. So I think once I started to get the confidence um, to chat and to learn more, people just opened up. Sure, okay. Well, that's, I mean, I, I don't disagree that there is definitely um, something that you can take away from every opportunity, whether it's theatre or um, or film. So you know, that's, that's good. What, what do you think is, what's the type of things that you've said no to? over the last few years? Um, I think if it's just a script I don't identify with, or it's probably been, there's been a few um, short films, I will say no to um, partial nudity or nudity okay. or things like that, just because of the fields I am in. So with teaching, that's obviously something um, I don't want to um, do. But also when I read the script, if it doesn't, 
work in the script. Like there was one I read and it just didn't make sense. <laughs> and I did not understand and I read it twice. And I even asked and they said, oh, it just, it just makes sense in our heads. And I said, okay. So I left it because yeah, I sure. didn't, I couldn't see where they were going with it. And so I left that one alone. And yeah, that makes sense. So mm-hmm. yeah, I will say no to that. And probably just, yeah, if the, if the writing isn't something that I grab onto straight away, yeah. I'll leave it. Alone. I mean, I've read a lot of scripts over the last, because I think I've probably been back into acting probably a lot for the last three years. And I've definitely read a lot of mm-hmm. scripts where I'm just like, I don't get it. I remember yeah. reading this um, TV pilot that was, I think their idea was to be a little bit like black books. Mm-hmm. Well, rather I know that that's what their idea is because that's what they said in black books. <clears throat> um, and I remember reading the, the, the script and thinking, I, I, I have absolutely no idea how to make this funny. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just do not. Get what it is, and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't think I get, I don't think I'm the right person yeah. for your script. And that's fine as well. Mm. Yeah, so we're not fine. For, like, and I think that's also a good thing when you and I have auditioned for things, and I have seen and when they're open auditions, and you can see somebody, and you can happily go, this role isn't for me. That that is her role, and I think when you are fine with that, because you can't do anything. No, you can't. You're either you're either the, what they're looking for, or you're not. Yeah. So you can't control any of that except what you can do. So I think once you're happy with that as well, then you just go, yeah, that's fine. That's, that's not for me. And I totally, and I'm totally happy for you. Sure. Okay. You've um, touched on something interesting there around the getting comfortable with mm-hmm. the, okay, well, this isn't for me. Um, or the, okay this is clearly mm-hmm. for, for her or for that, for that person. Um, and I think as actors, definitely as actors who are not known actors mm-hmm. yet, um, <laughs> <laughs> got to put it out there. Um, you've got to be resilient mm-hmm. in this game. I mean, obviously you've got people telling you it's been this many years, why are you still doing it? And clearly you have those thoughts yourself. Um, what do you, I mean, I'm going to make an assumption because I mean, it's pretty standard that you've probably had plenty of rejections or not even heard back about mm-hmm. auditions, um, etc. What do you do to keep yourself, um, like keep your mental health mm-hmm. in check? You just cry, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> that was the other day. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. You, what? Um, who said it? You have like a hundred no's before you get that one yes. Yeah. So every time I get a no, I go, that's fine. I've still got another 99 to go. So I think I'm just a firm believer in what's meant to be is meant to be. And I haven't, you know, you have those feelings where you're like, no, something, something will happen. And even if, and then it's something small. You're like, yes. So that's that's a yes. Yeah. And it could just be something small where you just you get an email and they say no, but I I, I loved you um, for this thing that we've got coming up in the future. They go yes, okay, that's that's a yes. Or you get a no for one thing and then you might get a yes for something else, and then you kind of go okay. So 
not what I wanted, but it's something else. So sure. I think just finding the little, the little, the little yeses here and there, um, and that they'll now make into something bigger. Hopefully, <laughs> that's of all. course it will. That's why so, you're still, why you're still doing it. And it's not about waiting for other people. So, and that is actually probably something I learned this year. Um, not waiting for um, other people to create opportunities for you, create your own. And that's really what's happened with producing, um, wanting to um, make a move to another um, country as, um, as well and pursue um, performing arts there. So I think creating opportunities for yourself is the biggest thing that you can do to validate what your worth is within the industry rather than waiting for other people to validate you and saying what you can offer. Sure. So I think if you know what you what you want to do and what you believe you can do, just go out and do it. Sure. Because you can. It's just you gotta find little dots and then join them all up and it'll it'll all work out. It'll all work out. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> There's a few um, interesting things that you've just kind of mm -hmm. broached there, which I'd love to delve into. Um, especially considering you're talking about producing and, and creating your own content. Um, so you've done a little bit of that this year. So tell me, I guess, tell me that journey of you creating. Um, we talked about it and we said, can we swear? Of course we can fucking swear. That's <laughs> we right. said, fuck it, let's just do it. Okay. So like, we've never produced anything. Um, I co-produced because yeah. I was still a little bit nervous. I had thought about producing before, but then losing money was something that I was a bit nervous with. So, and I think I just wanted that support. So. Yeah. Um, I did collaborate with a person at work who's also um, into, um, she's more into journalism and okay. doing documentaries. So um, we just said, yeah, fuck it, let's just, let's just give it a go. Something. Let's see what happens. Okay. So you created um, a short film. Mm -hmm. And you took on a few roles mm -hmm. from, from, my, from memory. Um, so let's talk about the different roles that you took on in, during that process. Um, so I... Oh, well, that, that wasn't really a question, was it? <laughs> what were the roles that you took on um, within the process of creating your own short film? So, we... Um, firstly, um, we were writing it. Yep. So, um, writer, then obviously we had to produce it. So, um, we produced it together. Um, location. Scout, so we went and um, scouted a few different locations and... How did you find the location scouting? So, it was, well, first it was quite easy because all I had to do was, um, I just showed a friend of like a video, I said, how pretty is this tree? And then she was like, oh, <laughs> she was my dad, I <laughs> said, tree like this at his house. And we looked at it and it had a boat under the tree and it was, we were just like, oh my God, this is so American, <laughs> we're like, can we please use this? And then. Um, she said, yeah, so we went out, had a look, but this was during autumn. So um, leaves had fallen, it only been like a week and a half and leaves had already fallen. So we're like, okay, this is not going to work 100%. Okay. 
And then I felt like I gave you the script. You and did. I gave a couple of other people the script, but I think it was your advice. You're like, what is the purpose of this? Where are you going with this? And that's kind of where I think we were really excited and then we stopped and then we said, okay, let's pause, reflect what's our purpose. And that's where the script really changed. And then eventually, because originally we wanted to keep it in the Hawkesbury, um, however, we ended up filming out in Cooma. Okay. So our location scouting went from Hawkesbury all the way to Cooma. Okay. So it was different, but it was fun and it was exciting because the location was really amazing. It did look amazing. Um, so, writer, producer, mm -hmm. location scout. Um, took on the role of actor as well. So well, clearly, whole, I mean, if you're creating your own content as an actor, makes sense. So took on that, and then um, I think that's about it. Casting. Casting. Yeah, you we kept play it. Someone. Um, we kept it as a small um, cast, and yeah, so we did do a few like casting auditions, um, especially for the um, dad. However, you yeah, know, we did actually. Yeah, so we still um, auditioned and did all of um, the process for that, and then. I allowed the other producer and the director to do the final stage for that because the one of the actors who was in the final casting was one of um, my friends, so I didn't want to be biased at all. And then, um, yeah, he ended up getting it. So. And was he was that the role of the brother or the role of the? No, so the brother. Um, we selected um, selected Jace um, from the beginning. And yeah, that was kind of, I'd already worked okay. with him before. Yes, yeah, so I worked with him already before and that was fine. And then, um, yeah, it was really the dad and then um, everything else was kind of networking. Yeah. So weather reporter, um, that was a network. Um, and then, um, yeah, that was- Cool, so yeah. lots, lots of stuff that you took on board and, and you got mm -hmm. a, a company into Yes, so uh, Portrait direct. Films, I worked with them as an actor last year, the year before, I can't remember, and I really loved the way they worked together, the way everything kind of, it felt seamless working with them, and there was already something, as soon as I worked with them, I think it was just, yeah, it was for one day, and I already said straight away, I'm going to work with them again. Sure. So, I didn't realise it was going to be in this capacity, but that's how yeah, I nice. So So, okay. and they helped along the way, because... <clears throat> First time producing, so. Yeah, sweet. So, now first short film mm -hmm. under your belt, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, as you said, you kind of had a chat with me and then I was like, well, mm -hmm. what is the purpose of this? Yes. So I think if I remember correctly, you, you know, the original purpose was like, I just want to film some stuff mm -hmm. for showroom. American. American, yeah, originally American. <laughs> I'm like, well, you didn't do American, <laughs> No. <laughs> Because then we said, what's the purpose? Yeah. And just because... So what's your purpose now? What is, what's so the film for now? The film is to highlight the struggles of Australian farmers and the devastating effects of the drought and mental health. So I'm very um, grateful to you for help. Just because I wanted to practice my American accent, that doesn't mean that's what this was about. So... It, the story very much evolved um, into the Australian landscape 
um, into mental health, into the drought, and all the effects of everything encompassing. Sure, and what's the plan for film now? Are you... So at the moment it is in post-production and we are hoping to submit it into some festivals early next year. Amazing. Well, Hopefully. Good luck. Good luck. Um, look, uh, congratulations for creating something. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, a lot of, especially I think in the Australian market, mm -hmm. um, whether it's, well, actually, whether it's Australia, the UK, anywhere, I think it's really important to create because, you know, we sit back waiting for agents to contact us to say, yes, this casting director has said, come in for an audition. And then you're going for an audition and then you hear nothing back mm -hmm. and you're not getting any more experience and, and working on stuff. So I think a lot of people don't realize that you have to kind of keep creating and working and um, honing your craft further and further mm -hmm. so that casting directors go, ah, he's actually capable of yes. this thing now. Um, so kudos to you for for doing Thank that. Thank you. And uh, you know, good luck with the film festivals. Thank you. I'm sure it will do amazing. It's a good storyline. So. It's beautifully <laughs> shot. Um, so look for, I look, well, I mean, I've seen it, but <laughs> I'm sure everybody else looks forward to uh, an opportunity of seeing it. So you've created stuff, which is great. You've worked in theatre. You've you've done a lot of short films. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about some work that you've done. I mean, I don't know all of your work, mm -hmm. um, but you've been doing it for such a long time. What is um, <laughs> what is the project that you worked that you worked on in your past that when you think back, you're just like that was so cringe, like oh, okay. that you're not necessarily proud of, but you, as you said before, you learn something from everything, <laughs> so I'm sure you learn. But you know, what's the thing that you like? are uh, just like, oh, crap. Oh, I don't know. Um, I was going to say the opposite. I've <laughs> <laughs> got something that you're really proud of. Um, oh, look, I don't know if anything has been 100% like cringe. Um, there are some things where I've stood there and I've said, <laughs> so I've had those moments, okay. but um, but then again, I've just learned in those moments where I've just gone, okay, what I've learned today is I will not do this type of job again. Okay. So and I think and everything's yeah different for different people, but I'm just trying to think. I don't know if anything's okay. been cringe. If you haven't got a cringe moment, that's fine. I mean, I have <laughs> plenty of cringe moments. Um. So, what is the type of job that you would not do again? Um, you know, apart from nudity, apart from nudity, which you've clearly do... not done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like oh, um, that I wouldn't do again. Yeah. Maybe I have to be a patient. Okay. But I just had to um, just lie there, right, and do nothing. Was there any dialogue or no. was it paid? No. Okay. And everything was kind of maybe not very organised. Okay. Uh, that was probably when I was first like starting out. Sure. So I think jobs I wouldn't do again are jobs I haven't um, 
researched. Okay. So I wouldn't, I don't say yes to things like all the time now. Sure. So I will look at things and read the script. And if it's not offering anything more to where I'm at, I'm sure. happy to say no. Okay, cool. So those sort of jobs. Yeah. But like for that time, like that was a job that I was, that I, I that you were happy to take. Yeah. And I still, I learned something then and there. But I think, yeah, now as I grow a little bit more, I'm... Sure. No. Okay. I'll leave that for somebody else now. I get it. I mean, I think I... There's definitely stuff that I will say no to because mm -hmm. I read it and I'm like, I don't get it or it doesn't make sense or whatever. But then at the same time, there's stuff that I personally say no to or that I'm not, that I feel like, okay, that's not something that I should do if I feel like the, the character yes. or the... Um, where it is is not necessarily in line with mm -hmm. where my agent feels my yeah. cap, my type is or where he's trying to push me at the moment mm -hmm. because you know we do so much work that's unpaid yeah. we have to think about what what are, the, what are the benefits that are going to come out of this to mm -hmm. to, to progress our career mm -hmm. yeah no that was yeah probably I didn't think my agent got me that I think I got that got that myself <laughs> so I think. Yeah, learning more about the industry and then what you are happy to say yes to, what sure. you say no to. But I guess now with an agent, they can, like, she does a, a lot of managing and a lot of um, coercing of what I should be doing, what I shouldn't sure. be doing. So, does your, so you, I mean, more on that topic, do you have like a plan in place with your agent of? where she thinks you should be going and what you should be targeting? Um, so, yeah, we have uh, like a plan like together and every year we'll meet and reassess that plan. I guess COVID um, changed yeah. a lot of my plans for this year, a lot of our plans for this year, sorry. Um, so I guess we'll just be yeah, re coming together and having a look for next year and hopefully being able to um, tick off more of those so what was the so pretend COVID didn't exist mm -hmm. um, <laughs> what you know I'm, I'm keen to hear because I, I don't have anything like that with my agent yeah, so yeah. what what was the what is what is an example of the type of plan or goal mm -hmm. that you and your agent have in place so my um when I first um, met with her that was in 2018 so that was via um, Skype I was in New York at the time and um, she was based in Brisbane so I had told her my goal is to be in America. Okay. And so one of um, our goals together, well, if you want to work in America, you need to have an accent. You um, need to be doing tapes with an American accent. So this um, last year when we um, got together, it was really focusing on um, my accent working on some self tapes showing her um those tapes seeing what um works for her what doesn't work for her um my um headshots so working on those um making sure that they're um up to date um what else it was just kind of what we had done together in 2019 was really great and i was really happy and she was really happy with um where we had come together. So yeah, 2020, we were really excited for. <laughs> However, um, are we all? Yeah, we just all. So yeah, it was just, yeah, I think, yeah, just 
getting in front of as many people um, as possible, taking on those opportunities um, where possible. Sure. But um, yeah, really focusing on American content as much as possible. Okay. But um, yeah, so now, yeah. yeah. So now change. you've given that you wanted to move to America. Mm -hmm. Matt, and you mentioned before moving. Mm -hmm. So where's the, what's the goal now as far as moving is concerned? So now plans to head up to the top to go to Canada instead. Okay, why <laughs> Do not? a little detour. Um, there seems like there's a lot more opportunities um, there. So people I worked with, um, sorry, people I studied with in um, New York, they, some of them went over there and they mentioned how exciting and vibrant um, it is there and the opportunities that are there for um, Australian actors especially. It seems like COVID um, has obviously devastated Canada as well. However, the industry seems to still be thriving. So right. from what I've researched and from what I um, hear, and whether it shuts down, so it's shut down for a period of time, so whether it shuts down again, still just um, playing it by ear. But at the moment, I think Canada is more attainable, well, for me anyway, just because of like the Commonwealth ties. Sure. So, yeah, I think working on that, um, being able to um, work my way over to there, that will, we'll see. Okay. I'm just going with the flow. <clears throat> uh, America, obviously, at the moment is not going to... Um, really work anytime soon, especially um, with COVID. So, especially not with, yeah, with the numbers that they've got COVID-wise, it's yeah. not so ideal, is it? I'm just going to pause on that and then either, you know, wait for things to um, happen here or, you know, make things happen here yeah. or um, help make things happen overseas. Sure. I think, um, you know, obviously from a COVID perspective, it has devastated the world in in many areas and, and many um, uh, economies and professions etc. As you know, I planned to move to London early next year as well, and you know for me that was really it's really frustrating that that, that isn't going to happen mm -hmm. at the moment. Um, but I think one of the, the positive things out of this is, and especially you as you've been working on your American accent so mm -hmm. much, is there are so many productions coming to Australia mm -hmm. that there is. It's actually a really, I think it's a really good time for us to be here anyway because mm -hmm. of the amount of opportunity that, that will kind of funnel through mm -hmm. to our great land, which, yes. is, which is nice. So fingers crossed, mm -hmm. you you have some um, some opportunity next year yeah. with everything that does come here. And you too. Well, thank you. <laughs> so <clears throat> speaking of next year, mm -hmm. obviously, well, I mean, it's two days before Christmas. Mm -hmm. We're... We're not far off 2021. Do you have anything lined up um, acting-wise at the moment? Um, I am working on a short film at the moment. So again, that's just writing or? Yeah, so writing okay. and producing um, that. So apart from I know that, a great bald actor, <laughs> if you have a part. <laughs> oh, well, I'll, uh, I'll, keep that, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Um, so I'm working on that. Otherwise, um, just auditioning if there's some theatre opportunities coming up. If my agent puts forward, so I've auditioned like for a couple of um, things. Hopefully, something happens with those. Otherwise, um, still just 
reading plays, watching films, researching Canada. Okay, cool. Yes. Sounds Collaborating good. with people, hopefully, doing the same work. I'm sure that there will be plenty for you to work on. I think that next year is going to be a better year for everybody. Okay. Or at least that's what I'm projecting <laughs> out into the universe, that next year is going to be a much better year. Um, so I will finish on, seeing as I thought I was going to ask the question before, what is your proudest moment or your, like the, the piece of work that you are most proud of? I worked on a play called Broken by Miriam Butler. Uh, 2019? Okay. 2018? No, 2019. And I think that play enabled me to see how far I can push myself okay. as an individual, um, but also as an actor as well. So, and then I felt like I was, like that's like just the beginning. So I really loved the, um, the heartbreaking story that I got to help share to a new audience. I loved the people I got to collaborate with. I loved the opportunity. Um, yeah, I think that play, and also, Steel Magnolias, working on Steel Magnolias. That was my first um, theatre play that I got to work on. And I think what was actually really great about that play is when I was in high school, I watched it in school. And I, sure. and I said, one day I'm going to play Shelby. And it was the first one. And nice. I said, oh my gosh. So it felt very full circle. And I think it was that moment that I knew everything should be okay and everything will be okay. Awesome. Well, Thank you very much. No, if anybody you. wants to um, find you on social media or any or online, do you have a website or mm -hmm. Instagram or anything like that? Um, so it's just Samantha Camilleri on Instagram or Samantha Camilleri on Facebook or Facebook with the actor at the end. Otherwise, just um, www.samanthacamilleri.com. Cool. Well, I'll put all of those uh, all of that information in oh, the notes. Um, but thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs>